Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go back in time to 1932 as Converse brings you historic footage of the legendary original Celtics with whom all great professional teams are compared. We have now taken over your radio. Richie Guerin is about to show you the most important step in getting past a man. It's the first one. And Oscar will inbound it. The men in green, the Milwaukee Bucks, that's Al Cinder against Bellamy. Jordan open Chicago with the lead. Hello and welcome back to the Over and Back Classic NBA podcast. I'm Jason Mann, and back with me after a uh, an absence, uh, Rich Krejci. Rich, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Yes, I, it was. It, it feels weird and naked to not be a part of one of them. It's it's the the, <laughs> the lost episode that I'm not on. But no, it was a really good show with you and Ian, and and that's it's just a part of their continuing process of this project, this top fifty project, which has just been. I think I've had the most fun kind of doing this because it's something that we've sort of, you know, sunk our teeth into. And we've, we've done little projects here and there, multiple, you know, episode stuff. But this one's really cool because there's something at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? Like when it's all said and done, I feel we'll be very accomplished because we'll have something. We'll have a good list. We'll have a new NBA's 50 greatest. And in my mind, the definitive NBA's 50 greatest. Absolutely. I mean, that, that 1996 list, screw it. Don't even, I mean, Wikipedia should change to our list. Everything. We will have the definitive one, and that that'll be that'll make me feel really yeah. good. But no, but seriously, it's it's gonna be awesome to get to the end of the road when we eventually do. But the journey getting there has been a lot of fun. I've been enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, it's inarguable that ours is obviously going to be definitive. <laughs> right, I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, so we're just kind of uh, taking a look at where we are after we went through the top fifty players uh, with Curtis Harris. Uh, thanks to him so much for uh, t- taking a lot of time out to uh, talk to us and give us a great perspective on the uh, the current top fifty. And uh, we sort of divided everyone into um, in- into categories, and we kind of wanted to share where we were on that with the uh, players. So. Uh, right now we have we've picked 23 that are uh, pretty much in. You, you you can lock them in. They're there. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Charles Barkley, Rick Barry, Larry Bird, 
Wilt Chamberlain, Julius Irving, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, Moses Malone, George Mikan, Shaquille O'Neal, Akeem Olajuwon, Bob Pettit, Oscar Robertson, Bill Russell, Dolph Shays, and Jerry West. Those guys we already said were definitely in on the very first show. The guys that we, after conversations with Curtis, we added are um, Paul Arizin, Walt Frazier, Scotty Pippen, John Stockton, and David Robinson. So that is yep. 23. So almost half of our list is already taken care of. We don't have to worry about it anymore. That's good. Well, it makes it easy. Yes. But yes. We'll also make it hard as we get closer down and start going over some of these current guys and, and some other stuff. So it's, it's, it, it's, I, I'm, so, I'm, I'm happy with that list, though. I don't think there's anybody that, and I'll be curious to see if anybody has any issue with any of those 23. But when you list those names, I mean, I don't think there's anyone that I even for a second thought, eh, you know, would you, would, I don't know about top 50. You know, everyone seems pretty solid in there. So I, I think we did a good job with that. Yeah, I, I feel good about who we have on there for sure. And uh, so, so now we're you know looking at the post nineteen ninety six players and um, l- looking at the guys who you know are absolute uh, no brainers and we picked uh, five that were we feel like are on the list for sure don't really need much discussion so we're just going to talk a little bit about them here um, and um, so we'll start with uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, 18th in wind shares, 39th in wind shares per 48th, uh, 29th in box plus, box score plus minus, and um, 16th in value of replacement player. The la- latter two stats, of course, only really apply to players who played um, after 1974. So it's something to remember mm-hmm. in these totals. But um, yeah, not a whole lot you have to say about Kobe. Um, you know, obviously the five titles, twice finals MVP. Uh, one-time MVP, which seems sort of a like a a small amount given you know the, the stature he has as a player's reputation, but you know he um, he had several other two or three other MVP caliber seasons for sure. It's always kind of tough with the NBA, and that, I think that's always a problem when you look at like NBA legends and you look at MVPs or whatever, and you're always like, oh, that guy's only got like uh, you know that guy's only got like one or that one. But the fact that they only give, you know, the one MVP per league, whereas, you know, a lot of sports, including, you know, baseball, which I follow very closely, will give, you know, the American League and the National League. So you get a little bit better representation, I think, whereas it's, it's tough with the NBA because there are a lot of guys and Kobe is absolutely one of them. And, and, you know, you look at one MVP and you go, oh, man, I mean, that guy was like an elite level player for, you know, 10 plus, you know, almost 15 years. And he's got one MVP to show for it. But that's sort of the nature of the beast when you only have the one. And then the way that they do the voting as well. Uh, NBA is always, and, and this is true of other leagues as well. A lot of times it is more kind of the, the, the guy who's the best story of the year. You, you know, not necessarily always the best player that, that gets it every single year. And that's, I, I get why they do that. And there's, of course, always the the value. So it's, you know, a, a guy that, you know, maybe took his team that shouldn't have been that good and made them better. And there's always little, little caveats there. But it was kind of, was kind of funny. And you'll see that as we go through these guys where, you look at guys that are legends and they have, you know, one or two MVPs, but I don't think that's necessarily a reflection of, of them as much as it is just a reflection of how the MVP is conducted and how in the NBA. So just thing I wanted to know, because it was always kind of funny to think that Kobe only has one, you know, it's, it's tough. Yeah. And Shaq only has one too. You know, that's not the one where it's right. like, oh, oh yeah, it's, it's just, it's just weird how that and like Shaq definitely had like 10 years where he was like unguardable and like without a doubt, like one of the best players, but you know, he, he had a little layover between, you know, the Jordan era, he, you know, obviously the Malone year, you, you know, and then, then he gets to the nineties and then, you know, you start moving into kind of the LeBron it, it's, it's, it's weird. So it, it's tough, but there's always that little, little caveat you got to remember. Right. So. But I, I, one nice thing is there's the all NBA list and I think those do sure. a pretty good job of representing the, um, the league. And in fact, Kobe has uh, 11 times on the all NBA first team, twice on the second team, twice in the third team. Also, and I'd kind of just, 
I mean, I, I knew he'd been on some, but I didn't realize that he was a nine-time all-defensive first team and three times on the uh, second team. It's more than I would have expected. And I know that some of that was a little bit of extra reputation defense. Like, I know his defense kind of fell off before his um, – before you know, people start stopped voting for him. That's a fairly common thing to happen on the all-defensive team. Um but uh, but still, he, you know, he was an incredible defender, really, a, you know, a, a very underrated, versatile player, I think, yeah. um, you know, before Shaq left and he, you know, became primarily a scorer, though, obviously did a lot of other things, too, was, you know, tremendous superstar. Um, but I, I do think like early on in his career, you know, he was a little bit doing more things, I guess, um, because he wasn't necessarily the primary scorer all the time. Yeah, he and that's always the thing that you know the numbers don't necessarily reflect it all that much, though they show a little bit. But if if you've ever you know if you're an ardent watcher of the NBA and watching you know Kobe Bryant's career, you do kind of notice that as well. I mean, I I remember and and even through this podcast going back and watching you know the Blazers series and some of those early 2000 series, the ones with Shaq, and you see Kobe, he's all over the floor. He's he's a good defender. You know, he's getting rebounds, and and that's not to say he doesn't do that these days. But now you sort of it, the scoring has become so much of what he does that you forget that in those early years he was sort of the guy that a lot of times when the ball was you know thrown down to Shaq and Shaq was backing guys down or doing whatever they're running you know their sets or whatever that Kobe was all over the floor and doing stuff and that's that's hard to believe now because a lot of times when you watch him now he's so ball dominant and so you know the usage percentage shows that I mean he he had some years where he was like 38 percent like you know usage percentage which is insane but so he was there were times where he was doing stuff off the ball or off you know you know and, and you don't get that quite as much these days so there there is a or at least you know in the past 10 years or so, but in those, uh, you know, Kobe Shaq years, you were getting that a little bit more, but yeah, Kobe Ryan to me, he's, he's a no brainer for sure. I mean, even if you, even if you don't want to do any of the stats, which I, of course the stats will back him up exactly. But if we were just saying, Hey, we're, we're a podcast that's not even going to look at advanced stats. We're not going to look at stats. He's the guy that come out would be almost a no brainer just based off the titles, just based off MVPs, all NBA first teams, and just the reputation as well. I mean, the, the, you, when you talk about the top 50 players in NBA history. I mean, Kobe Bryant's on there. Yes. Yes. Uh, third all time on points as well. Uh, seven seasons in the top 10 in win shares per 48, also seven in top uh, 10 in value of replacement players. So yeah, uh, good, good stuff. Um, next is Tim Duncan. He is sixth all time in win shares, 12th in win shares for 48, uh, 12th in box score plus minus and uh, sixth in value of replacement player. Uh, two times MVP has uh, uh, three finals MVPs and uh, has won five championships. Um, another remarkable career. Um, I, just like Kobe and like, you know, the other guys who are going to be on this list, a very great lengthy career. Although Duncan's been able to stay healthy and be an effective player, you know, even in his late thirties, where Kobe has obviously dropped off in the last couple of seasons, mostly because of injury. Mm-hmm. Um but 10 all NBA first teams, three uh, second teams, two third teams, also um, eight time all defensive first team, seven times uh, second team. Maybe the best defensive player never to win defensive player of the year. Yeah, award. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, that that was pre Russell. So so, I mean, you know, Russell never had a chance to win it, I guess. but um, or, uh, or post Russell rather. So yeah, um, right. but other than that, I, I would say I think there's a decent chance that it's Duncan. Yeah, I mean that's pretty remarkable. Not only the eight, you know, all in, all defensive first teams, but also to have the seven second. You know, where it's not, 
I think that's almost just as remarkable. It's just because that's that sort of tells you what his reputation was, and that that when you get that many years, as you said, when we talked about Kobe a little bit, sometimes the guys can go, you know, two or three years a little late, and and you know they're not still the defender they once were, but people still kind of vote them. But to have that long of of a track record of making that team and not only just not being, you know, the first team, but also that second team. And that's a lot of times you'll see, you know, guys where you kind of roll your eyes and they're guys that just get blocks and steals or whatever. And they make the first team cause it's flashy or whatever, but to get on both either one of those teams, as many times as you did that, I mean, that right there speaks volumes about what Tim Duncan did on that side of the ball. And that's not even talking about his awesome, you know, offensive, you know, output as well, which is just incredible. And yeah, he's, he's a no brainer. Absolutely. No, no questions. And he's another one like Kobe, even if we didn't want to worry about stats or whatever titles and these all NBA first teams or whatnot. I mean, he's there. He absolutely is. Yeah. Uh, seventh all time in blocks, ninth in rebounds, 14th in points, uh, 13 seasons in top 10 in win shares for 48 and nine times in value over replacement player. So, um, yeah, good. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty good. good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good analysis. Rich. appreciate that. Uh, next, and he's still going. Yeah, this guy's got. He's adding his resume. Right, like, what yeah. are you doing? You can't keep adding to your resume, Tim. Like, right. you stop. Yeah, like he, you're done. He might, you know, might have another couple great years in him. You never know. Yeah, um, be more like this next guy. Yeah, he stopped. He's <laughs> he, done. He might be done. Yeah, he's been nice enough to let us just kind of halt it and yeah. go ahead. Uh, Kevin Garnett, um, <laughs> eighth all time in win shares. Third. That's your starting power forward this year for the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? Yeah. Well, you know, he... for like two games until they're like, oh, okay, you know what? That's, <laughs> let's not do he's, that. He's a mentor for the kids. So you're right. Uh, 30th in win shares for 48, 14th in, in box plus minus, uh, 4th in uh, value over placement player, um, one MVP, uh, one finals MVP, one championship in, in two finals appearances, and uh, one-time defensive player of the year. Um, and Ben Wallace really had a lock on that award because there's some guys yeah. who were just incredible <laughs> you know, defensive players. Our, our test, too, yeah, I think you won a couple, um, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, Garnett also now this was a little surprising only four all NBA yeah. first teams three second and two third I uh, you know he, granted he played for some pretty bad Minnesota teams in there which would have kind of depressed his um you know might have kept him off there a little bit um in the you know mid mid 2000s um and me I guess it did take him a couple years to really get noticed in Minnesota I mean he was pretty good you, you know at, at year two or so afterward but Mm -hmm. you know kobe kind of got the attention right away because he played for the lakers it took garnett a little bit longer to um you know kind of get that same attention yeah it was almost like that 2003 2004 ish era that i remember really noticing oh my god this guy's great and it seemed like the general public noticed around that time as well and then throughout you know the mid 2000s but but yeah like you said those early 2000s and and a lot of the you know the late 90s where he was he was at this point becoming a pretty good player he still wasn't getting much attention because they were just an awful team they played in minnesota and there's all that stuff so that could play into it and also his peers too i mean the guys it's it's a tough time i mean what what, the position he was playing at that time we talked i mean the guy we just talked about before is an all-time legendary you know, power forward slash center guy. And we're going to talk about a guy uh, in one of our future shows, you, you know, just when you go over this era and you look at the guys that were forwards or what, it's, it's a tough crowd of guys there. So I, I could see how it would be, but still four times seems a little low for, for a guy of his level and a guy that I would absolutely say deserves or is a no brainer to make that top 50. So that, that is slightly low, but yeah, it uh, just a little bit of a surprise, but that obviously yeah. doesn't change the calculus for me whatsoever. But no, but not not at all. Is a bit of a surprise, but you know, if I were looking at Kevin Garnett thirty from years from now and didn't know about Kevin Garnett, I would look at that and be like, huh, it seems you know, 
you know, maybe I would put him down another tier based on that, or at least would be tempted to put him down another tier because I would think, well, you know, the, the people who were, you know, voting on these at the time didn't think of enough of him to put him, you know, as many times as Tim Duncan or, or, or Kobe or whatever, then I guess, you know, then there's a reason for that. But, you know, I sure. would put him right on the same, basically on the same level. Well, as- when, we, when we go on a podcast in 40 years and, and talk to these young whippersnappers all about Kevin Garnett, we'll, we'll have to reserve that and make sure we... Make sure we keep our memories alive that, no, he, he was, we promise he was awesome. Absolutely. So, so I can't wait for that. So if you want to pre-book us <laughs> for 40 years from now, we are available. All right. All right. I'll, I'll keep that. Tuesdays and Wednesdays usually. Yeah. But, that's, that's, you know, whatever. I, I don't know what yeah, schedule is going to be, be like. a little different in 40 years. <laughs> I, no, I, I feel like it's going to be pretty similar. <laughs> um, he is 17th all-time in steals, 19th in blocks, 18th in points, 10th in rebounds, 5th in minutes. He's coming very, very close to uh, 50,000 minutes in his career. So. Uh, I, I thought he would break that threshold last year, but unfortunately it didn't happen. But he's apparently playing a year or two more, so I, I, eventually he's got to get there. He just has an insane career, too. And it, it's always kind of funny when, when you look at these guys, and, and the next guy we're talking about is going to be one of those, two where these high school guys, and it's hard to, you got to kind of change the calculus of how you think of these guys' careers because it's it's unbelievable to know how long Kevin Garnett has been playing because and it's also probably my age as well because I remember him getting drafted. I remember him in high school. You know, I watched him play in high school, and now the guy is still around, and, you know, he's, he's nearly, you know, he's 38 or, four, or, or 39, I believe right now, but just remembering how long these guys play with these high school guys. When they come out when they're 18 and they, they become legends, they just stick around forever. It's just ridiculous how much how long these guys will play for. and it, it, It's cool. It's really, really cool, though. Yeah, he's got a chance to beat um, Parrish's all-time season's record, so um, so that that would be pretty remarkable. Um, so next, uh, someone you might have heard of, LeBron James. He is. Uh, Someone's going to get mad. <laughs> Someone's going to compare him to Michael Jordan and get really mad, yeah. even though that's not what we're doing. It's but... possible. It's possible. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah. But... Um, but no, I, our, our listeners, I think, are smart. I, we don't I have don't, those. I'm not worried about our listeners. I think they'll be okay. Um, We'd get more clicks if we had the other ones, but that's fine. I'd rather have the smart listeners than the. Uh, so, uh, 15th all time in win shares, 6th in win shares for 48, uh, 1st in um, box score plus minus, and 3rd in value over place player all time um and granted he's only 30 um so he still <laughs> you know probably has a has, that's what i mean like, that's, ridiculous. that's stupid yeah. that's ridiculous uh four-time mvp two-time finals mvp uh two titles and six finals appearances uh nine-time all nba first team twice on the second team and um five-time all defensive first team once on the second team um he's already 25th in points 26th in assists, 55th in rebounds, and 36th in steals. Not God. steals only goes back to 74, but it's, it's still an impressive number. Um, and he has uh, 10 times uh, in the top 10 in win shares for 48, including five times as number one, and 11 times as the top 10 in, in value of replacement player, eight times number one, twice number two. So. Jeez. Well, real quick about him, and I think this this could be an interesting question. Is and we talked about talked to the, a little bit about this with Curtis uh, on one of our earlier shows, and that was one of his issues with that original list. Is there were a lot of guys that still hadn't quite made their legacies yet? Like he mentioned a guy like Shaq, who's the the first one that you bring up and go, this guy. I mean, at this point, he had so much of his career left, and it it kind of seemed you know, unjust or whatever to have him on that list already because he hadn't quite done, not that he wasn't going to on that career trajectory, but that 
and you know that he could have just done so much more and we could have had a, just a much clearer idea of what he was going to be lebron i feel like his legacy is already kind of there i mean we know what it is we know it's great we know it's all time good is there something where you would say you know what maybe he's not a guy that we add initially because he's got so much left to go i mean we talk about guys like garnett and kobe and tim duncan or whatever i feel like they're pretty there's not much that these guys are going to do to pad the resume lebron is still very capable of doing that I'm kind of on the fence about it. I don't know how you feel. I would say, yeah, just put him in. Because right now, at this point, if he retired tomorrow and said, hey, I'm done, he, he's absolutely there. But there's sort of a cheapness to it of like, well, what can he still do? I mean, how? I, I don't know. I kind of wrestle with that. I think he's no doubt on there, and I, I'm absolutely not saying that he shouldn't be. But it becomes kind of a funny you know, thought or idea if you kind of look at, you know, do, do, you, do you consider his career sort of set in stone at this point? I, I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I don't consider it set in stone, but I consider him to have accomplished enough clearly where there's no question, like nothing mm -hmm. could happen where he would, you know, not be a absolute shoe in for uh, this list. I mean, I think Agreed. he's I, I, I it would be hard for me to argue him not being a top 10 player of all time at this point if he retired tomorrow. I mean, he's he's that good. So, yeah. Um, but there are players where, and there's, you know, one that we're going to, that I think will likely be on our list, but I do think is, you know, there may be one guy who people might think we're putting on there a little bit too soon. And he definitely can add a lot to his legacy, but I do feel like he, he probably, I still think he likely belongs on this list even now. So, mm -hmm. but LeBron, no, I mean, I just think he's done too much. He's been too impressive to, um, to be anything other than this list. And, and I don't necessarily mind a, a guy's legacy not being completed because I mean, I, I think once you, once you're in, you're in, I think, I mean, I, um, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I certainly see Curtis's point and I respect that that's the approach that he takes, but I think it's okay for, you know, I, I think our approach is, is good too. Yeah. Like, and, and this, the difference is like, you know, we're not putting like Anthony Davis in there or whatever. And that, that's, that's almost kind of, I mean, not to the level, but Almost what they did with when they put Shaq in there, yeah. and and you knew that that trajectory was going to be there, just like I think Anthony Davis. I mean, I I could go on record and saying, hey, in ten years we're probably going to have you know if we are doing this, we'll say that Anthony Davis is you know possibly a fifty greatest player, you know, an all time great or whatever. But right now, I mean, let's let let's you know let's let's let it ride out a little bit. Whereas I think yeah, and I agree with you that I think LeBron, if he said tomorrow, hey, you know what, this is stupid, I'm done, I retire. In my mind, goes down as top ten, you know, all time, and in my mind, absolutely goes down as an NBA's, you know, fifty greatest. And that's, I think, the point that we have to make here is, is don't worry about what he can do. You know, let's just stop right now and say, okay, right now at this point of this recording, is he a fifty greatest all time? And he absolutely is. I mean, there's no question he is. So yeah. I'm fine with it yeah. as well. And um, also on the list is uh, Dirk Nowitzki, who is our fifth current uh, post-1996 no-brainer. But we're going to table that discussion because we're going to have uh, Kirk Henderson on of uh, MavsMoneyBall.com in, in um, a future show to talk about Dirk. So we'll just kind of save our, um, our discussion for him there. But he would also be on the list as well. So, yeah, so that is 28 players that we are, you know, absolutely they're they're locked in. We can lock them in. Uh, so that I don't know if we have a, a, a locked sound effect like they, they have. <laughs> yeah, I'll add it right yeah, there. Okay. I, I'll forget. Right. I'm saying that now, but I'm going to forget and not do it. Okay. But just in case right. people are like, like, I, I have a lock in the other room. I'll, I'll go. <laughs> All right. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll just do fully sounds here. <laughs> so um, so just to give a sense of where we are numbers wise, we're not going to go through everybody that we have on the rest of the list, but just want to um, just just to give everyone kind of an idea of what we're dealing with. 
Um, we now have 15 players, including six new players um, that were not on the original list, but that we would add to our list um, in the likely category. So we think there's a very good chance that they are going to make the, uh, the list. There's still discussion and research and things to talk about, but we're per we're you know, very confident about these 15 names. So 28 plus 15 is 43. Uh oh, so, so yeah. <laughs> uh oh. And then we have nine players in the next tier, which we're now calling possible. Um, that would have been your, I don't know, I'm not sure what that would have been before, but now it's possible. Um, and uh, we will, as we go through the next series of shows talking about the, you know, post 1996 players, um, and they may be added to the possible list. They may even be moved up to the likely list, depending on how the arguments are. But these are people who, you know, the numbers game are kind of getting to them, but they're still, you know, at the moment they're in the hunt. And then we have nine more. So that's 52 players right there who are either in likely or possible without. And there's a lot of players we still have to, you know, look at post-996 players. So uh, numbers crunch for sure. And then we have nine more players who were part of the original top 50 who we've essentially eliminated from, from contention. So they are Tiny Archibald, Dave Bing, Jerry Lucas, Pete Maravich, Earl Monroe, Nate Thurman, Bill Walton, Lenny Wilkins, and James Worthy. So goodbye, guys. Oh. Uh, um, so I, we, I, no, I, I, no. Well, I mean, they're great players. <laughs> not Earl. No, they're great okay. players. So, you know, <laughs> But, you know, we kind of feel like after looking at their cases, after talking about them with uh, with Curtis and going forth that, you know, they certainly had great careers. But, um, you know, just who do you think people are going to get mad about? I, I say worthy. Uh, I think Maravich, but. Uh, that, OK, that's a good one, too. Yeah. I um, Yeah, I think Maravich or worthy probably would get the um, I think people under people love Walton, but they probably understand the longevity argument. Sure. And I don't think the other guys really have huge constituent constituencies these days. Yeah, uh, if I could say that word, that would be helpful. <laughs> the, the Nate Thurman fan club is is it is not not all time low right fast. now. Unfortunately. So, um, so, yeah, I think that will be a um, I, I think we'll be OK there. Um, so yeah, I, so I, you know, I guess we should say that, um, yeah, the next step, we already kind of alluded to it, but we are going to talk about individual players and with different guests and sort of talk about, uh, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of their case, uh, you know, similar to what we did, uh, with Curtis, maybe a little bit more in depth on some of the guys, um, depending on, on need. So we've got, uh, you know, we've got a list of players. We've got a, a bunch of different guests lined up from, um, Harvard Paroxysm Network and from uh, different places. We're still getting in touch with other people to uh, connect with them. So we're going to get through as many players as we can, you know, through the rest of this offseason before we, you know, eventually have to wrap up the project. Um, it'll, it'll be exciting and fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, getting different perspectives from people and, you know, digging through this and, uh, you know, coming up with the uh, best answer that we know how. Absolutely. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, it, it's going to be fun these next few days uh, of, you know, talking to these guys in the next few weeks. I, I should say, hell, it might be a month at this point by the time we, we go through all these guys. Of, there's, there's a lot of guys here and it's going to be a lot of fun because it's basically going to be, you know, us going over those guys, you know, talking about their stuff. And a lot of these people that have signed on to do these are almost 
kind of in a way saying, hey, I want to make the case for this guy. That's sort of how we, you know, we didn't necessarily say you have to say this guy absolutely is, but that people have a passion for this guy. We're not just, you know, grabbing random people and saying, hey, you talk about Dirk or whatever. We ask people, hey, here's a list of guys. And they go, oh, no, I want to talk about, you know, X or whatever. And let's let's talk about him. So that's going to be kind of fun to see the, the passionate uh, fan, you know, on that side saying, no, 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 you got it. You know, this guy, here's here's his case. Here's this or whatever. So it'll be kind of fun to see how it kind of goes and, and talk to different guests and talk to different people and add some different voices to this conversation. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. And yeah, like I said, this project's, you know, right up my alley. So I'm way into it and, and can't wait to see uh, the, you know, the progress and when we eventually get there. So. Absolutely. So, um, you can find us at hardwoodparoxysm.com. We are a part of the HP basketball network of podcasts, the podium game. And uh, now also we have the um, over and back NBA.com, which is our new uh, forums where, you know, if you have opinions about any of these players or any of our shows or, you know, anything that you are, that you want related to basketball, you can go to over and back NBA.com. You can sign up. Uh, it's very, very easy to register and you can, you know, talk with us about you know what we think we've we've got threads on uh basically every uh, top 50 candidate you can think of you can you know share what you think about them or you know whatever you want it's uh it's a growing little community we're we're pretty excited about uh about it we've already had some interesting posts on there and i i, I think some great discussion can be fostered uh th Absolutely. through that Definitely. Yeah. So don't uh, over and back NBA.com. If you didn't hear Jason there to sign up for the forums, it'll take you right there. Um, and yeah, like I said, we have, we have different forums for different eras of basketball, a bunch of different stuff, but yeah, definitely join in and, and we're still kind of growing here, but yeah, we need more people and we need more discussion and, and it's going to foster a real good, you know, kind of community. I think once, once it gets off and running. So yeah, definitely join if you're interested in, in talking basketball and who isn't. Come yeah, on. Absolutely. If you're listening to this show, there's a good chance of that. So Exactly. Uh, also, you can find us on uh, Facebook uh, at, at Over and Back NBA. Also, uh, Twitter at Over and Back NBA, and um, and also uh, we would appreciate if you uh, want to. Uh, you can search for us on uh, iTunes at the uh, HB uh, Basketball uh, Basketball Network, and we're part of that uh, family of great podcasts. So, uh, if you could uh, leave a rating and review, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. It helps uh, people uh, find the show and find all the uh, great shows that are part of the expanding Hardwood Paroxysm Basketball Network. Mm -hmm. So, all right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back again uh, soon with some uh, additional looks at players. Uh, so, see you later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.